You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Thorn, what have you done? The fanholes never existed in this new time stream. Oh, Barry, Barry, Barry. That's the beauty of it. I didn't erase the fanholes. You did. Oh, God. And now this sorry world will never be graced with their distinct brand of humor and pop culture knowledge. Get up, Barry. You have to go back and fix the timeline so that the fanholes exist. Dr. Wayne, thank you. And would you give the fanholes this letter, telling them that even though I've never heard of them before, I'm proud of them. Uh... Sure, but what about your son, Bruce? Anything you want me to tell him? Eh. Hi, folks, and welcome to Fanhole's podcast. Uh, this is Mike. I'll be your host for this evening. Tonight... We're going to be talking about the DC comic event slash uh, DTV direct-to-video uh, Flashpoint, or as the direct-to-video was called, the F- Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox, because I guess they can't market it without Justice League or Batman in front of it. <laughs> so, joining me tonight are two other guys, uh, my fellow fan holes. Uh, why don't you guys so- sound off? Hey, this is Justin, which is not a name from the 25th century. Uh, hi, this is Tony, and just like Cyborg, I seem like I'm really important on the podcast, but by the end, I really didn't matter. <laughs> but by the end, we rip your armor off and expose your heart. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we rip your cold, metallic skin off. People just feel bad for me for a second, then everybody else keeps fighting. <laughs> Exactly. He was like, I, I was in superpowers, you know? But, whatever. Sir, let my team take out the Atlantean device. Cyborg, you did your best recruiting metahumans to help us end this conflict. But our top analysts say, without the Batman, you have no team. Okay, well, I guess, uh, you know, we'll start off with uh, where this where Flashpoint originated, which is from the, uh, the comics, well, obviously. Well, as it originated as a comic event, uh, written by Jeff Johns with art by Andy Kubert. And um, it, it, I guess it starts, like, I'll have to ask you, Justin, like, to c- clarify some of these things. Cause I, as you might know, I'm not a big DC fan. So, like, I'm trying to piece together my memories when this was, like, originally being published. And, like, I guess it just kind of started off as, like, your, like, typical, like, sort of event, like a Flash-centric event. Um, I don't remember if, like, everyone knew this was going to lead into, like, the new 52 when it started, did it? I, I think it came up, like, maybe two, maybe three issues into it. I think at the beginning it was just going to be kind of just another, like, weird continuity event, you know. Ever since Infinite Crisis, it seemed like they kept kind of upping their game. It's like, Infinite Crisis, it's the biggest crisis you've ever seen. And no, we got Final Crisis, it's even, it's the finalist of the final ones. <laughs> So it seemed like with Flashpoint they were doing some things like we, just, you know, I guess guys like me and Derek, we just assumed it was going to be, you know, just another 
big crossover event that was going to spill through most of these books. And then we started hearing all these rumors like through Bleeding Cool or CBR that this was going to be a reboot. And I just kind of was like, ah, I didn't want to believe that. But then it seems like it just became more, more and more prevalent that it was being talked about. And it just turned out to be you know, a, a big event, and you know, it did turn out to be a reboot like it was rumored in – you know, for better or for worse, that's what we got. Which it wasn't a complete reboot. Reboot. Some things were carried over, but that's like a whole other thing that we still argue about and talk about on message boards and stuff. It, I, I kind of remember it being kind of sudden, like all of a sudden, like I, like I, I heard oh flashpoint. That's I, I just assumed it was like a flash event or something, and then all of a sudden, like I remember seeing like an article or like one of you guys telling me like oh, this is going to lead into, like, another reboot of, like, the DC, like, universe. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. I was like, maybe I should, like, pay more attention to this. But. Yeah, like, I think most of us assumed it would be Flash-centered, which it was. I mean, ever since they well, – I guess ever since, like, Infinite Crisis, where they had Barry come back for just a brief moment, it seemed like they kept playing that up. You know, it's like, you know, Hush is, you know – uh, Jason Todd, but not really. Fake out. It seemed like they were just kind of testing things out. They're like, well, what if we did bring Jason Todd back? Like, what if we did bring back Barry Allen back? And then they finally did. And then they had the Flash uh, Rebirth, with Flash, which was a whole miniseries around, you know, Barry's return and how he deals with that and how his wife deals with that and how the other, you know, Speed Force users deal with that. And then uh, his title was. And instead of, you know, Wally being the main Flash, it was not Barry. And then the last maybe three or four issues of that, they kind of was teasing this Flashpoint thing. So we just assumed, you know, it would be some kind of, you know, major Flash story for Barry, Barry himself, instead of turning to this whole, like, reboot thing. It just kind of come off originally, like, I mean, because DC has done this a lot of times in the past, like with Armageddon 2001 zero hour uh darkest night i mean like you know underworld unleashed they do a lot of like you know soft reboots and usually like the the crisis ones are like the big reboots so did it kind of come off like that at first like no it's just another big story and we're going to get like a soft reboot i i think people like me like i was kind of expecting the worst i mean you know like i was sitting here like i grew up a total marvel zombie it wasn't until you know, late middle school, early high school, that I started reading more and more DC. So, like, I, I had grown really attached to it. Like, for a long time, the only Marvel stuff I was reading was, like, the cosmic, you know, Annihilation, Guardian stuff. Like, everything else was DC. I mean, if you could go back in time and see my pull list, it was, like, DC, 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 Marvel. Yeah. Um, so I was really attached to that continuity. I know if Derek was here, he would be like, oh, you young whippersnappers, you know, I survived the first crisis. I, <laughs> but uh, like, I, I was really attached to it, and I didn't want to see that continuity go away, especially with you know, the Justice Society, which is my favorite team, because I just kind of was like, well, if all this stuff changes, you know, I'm afraid a lot of these older teams will be seen as kind of like you know, old and irrelevant and stuff and go away. But thankfully, like that, that wasn't the case, but it – you know, I, I was as I was rereading Flashpoint. Like at the time, I was reading it, and I was like, "Man, this is terrible because they're going to change everything." But I was rereading it, and I was like, "You know, this isn't this isn't so bad." Like, it, you know, things did change, and sometimes I read a reboot. Or, you know, sometimes I read a new DC, DC 52 issue, and I'm like, "Man, this is." It still makes me grumpy sometimes, but well, you know, I, I know, there, there uh, are Derek, good things. Well, I know Derek has stated, and I, I would, I would, again, I'll ask you, Justin, and, I, and you too, Mike, if you have read them. I haven't read any of the Flashpoint. I will say that right now. I'm on the podcast tonight because I watched the DVD. But um, both you and uh, Derek have both mentioned that, like, while Flashpoint was n- not bad, you know, it was it was definitely, you know, not the greatest, but it had some good moments. Like, the, the crossover, like the tie-ins, some of them are really good. Were, were there some tie-ins that you really, really liked? Yeah, um, I guess my favorite ones would be um, the Batman one, Vengeance of Batman, I think it was. Or was it Vengeance of the Dark Knight? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I haven't, I've only read the main event myself. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that's the one where you find out that, you know, in the main reality, Bruce's parents die. But in this new reality that's just kind of like in flux, Bruce is the one. And his parents survive. His his father becomes Batman, and you know we find out in the last issue that it's, uh, Bruce's mom becomes the Joker, which is a really weird twist. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of a weird 
thing is, it seems like ever since like Morrison's run on Batman, they they kind of been playing with the idea of Thomas Wayne being a Batman or some kind of like mysterious evil character. Because in Morrison's run, he plays with that idea a lot. That you know, oh, with uh, Doctor Hurt or whatever. I remember reading yeah. that. Uh, or what was he? The Black Glove or yeah, he just I've, kind of, he kind of had like this. It was supposed to be like a Halloween costume that looked kind of like you know, kind of Batman ish. Um, and then they've, they, they're still kind of, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, that's a good callback to, like, DC history, though, because, unless I'm mistaken, like, Owlman is Thomas Wayne, right? Um, I think, isn't Thomas Wayne, it's his brother, isn't it? Oh, okay. Or it's Thomas Wayne Jr. Oh, okay, okay. But it's not Bruce, yeah, he's not Owlman. Okay, my bad. Um, but they've kind of furthered playing with that idea, because in the recent, you know, Earth 2, uh, annual number 2, They've got the new Batman because the first Batman of Earth 2 died during the War of the Apocalypse and Darkseid. But now there's a new one, and it's been like a mystery for a year. Like, who is this new Batman? And you find out, well, it's Thomas Wayne. Like, he he, he survives, like, getting shot and all this other stuff. And he's kind of, like, taking up the mail for I like, you know, it's like they, they keep kind of testing the waters with these ideas. You know, it's like, what if we brought back Jason Todd? Like, what if we brought back Barry Allen? It's like, what if Bruce's dad was Batman? Like, that seems like a weird... Thing from the in the test, but um, that's one. That's one of my favorite ones. I also like Dead Man and the Flying Grayson. It's just because I like Dead Man and I like Nightwing. So you kind of put the two together, and they both have that. They both have kind of a similar background. They both worked in the circus. You know, Dead Man died on the trapeze, and you know, Dick's parents died on the trapeze. So it's, it made sense to put them together. The one where you have the Green Lantern one, Abin uh, Sewer. Like I like that one quite a bit, and then the. Emperor Aquaman, which I'm a big Aquaman fan, so I, I, I enjoyed it. But then some of the other ones were kind of what go from being kind of okay to pretty bad. Like, I think the Kid Flash one is pretty awful. And, you know, I don't know what Derek thinks of it, but I didn't like the Project <laughs> Superman at all. And Lois Lane and the Resistance, I didn't care for that one either, really. You've got to put an end to this. You're going to destroy the only world we've got. You won't have it much longer, surface dweller. I guess I should I should have probably let off with this, but in case anyone's unfamiliar with Flashpoint, I guess I should give a very brief breakdown or synopsis of the general story that like applies to both the comic and the, the movie. Um, basically, Barry Allen, the Flash, wakes up in another reality. Um, in, the, in this reality, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at war with each other. And that war has sort of decimated the entire world. And as Justin has mentioned, like, Thomas Wayne is Batman. Like, Bruce is the one who got killed in the alley. And, like, there's other, like, obviously, all Mirrorverse or twisted versions of other people. Um, Superman, like, crashed in, in the middle of Metropolis instead of Kansas and, like, blew a giant crater in the city. And then he was a, a you know... Uh, quarantined by the government, so like Superman's this little like skinny, shriveled, gaunt guy because they he never sees the sun. And, and he never learned, learned to read. And he never learned to read. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, like friend, <laughs> friend. <laughs> yes, Clark, friend. Who else you got? Oh, you got like Cyborg is like the premier like superhero for like the U.S. because he's like all like government sponsored and stuff. And then you got uh who else uh, like are the, the Shazam kids or whatever you got Billy and his entire like foster home they turn into Captain Marvel or Captain Thunder which, as they call him which still doesn't make any sense and irritates me like one of the things they changed was it's like you know they can't put Captain Marvel on the the cover of the comic because Marvel has the rights to that so it's like we're gonna change his name to Shazam. Well, that doesn't make sense going on his powers, but it seems like ever since then they still kind of like screw up. It's like even in the the movie he's called Captain Thunder. You wouldn't even know. It's like, well, who is this guy? Oh, that's Captain Thunder. I saw in the movie. Well, then you get him in Justice League War, and they still don't explain it. He just says Shazam. They never like say like Shazam. You go like fight these parademons. It's still like to me, it still like muddies the waters completely. And yeah. especially when they call them the Shazam kids, and he's you know Captain Thunder. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of yeah, a little a little confusing, I guess. But, but, uh, but uh, um, uh, Mike, uh, you're, I, you're forgetting the most important character. Who's that? A uh, grifter. Duh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> grifter. Yeah. One of one of the consequences of Flashpoint 
is that a bunch of Wildstorm characters get trans or or folded into the fabric of the DC, the new DC uh, continuity, and like Grifter shows up in Flashpoint and has a decent role in it. I I, I guess I should discuss like the twi- the twist or like, the the ending. Um, it turns out that the 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 impetus for like this reality coming into being and uh, Flash waking up in in this new world is that he he tried to go back in time using like the cosmic treadmill and uh, to save his mother from being murdered and it it caused like a ripple effect that like sort of you know ruined like completely destroyed the world and changed everything. And uh, Eobard Thawne, the Reverse Flash, or, or Professor Zoom, uh, <laughs> kind of name is Eobard. <laughs> yeah. Another effect of this is Professor Zoom gets like kind of thrown out of sync with like any timeline. So he's kind of he he gets to like maintain himself in this new timeline, and he he kind of screws with Barry. And is let me ask because I don't really know, Justin. Like, is he the one who killed Flash's mom? Well, they they kind of like in the main Flashpoint series and in the movie, it's kind of unclear. I mean, you kind of need to know a bunch of Flash history, which I know quite a bit. Like pre-Crisis, his parents are alive and well, so there's none of that. But it's like ever since Barry came back, they've been playing with this idea that his dad killed his mom, and then it kind of like he investigates it because you know he's a crime tech guy and he he finds out. You know, his his dad was framed, and he's trying to find the person who killed his mom. And then kind of like leading up to Flashpoint, like if you were reading Flash, you would see that Reverse Flash uh, went back in time and tried to kill uh, Barry's mom. So that's kind of the the next point of it. It's like uh, Barry uses so much power drawn from the Speed Force. Like he has to go back. You know, in the movie, it's like he just decides. He's like, I'm at my mom's grave. I miss her. I'm going to go save her. And then in, in the movie, they don't explain. It's like, well, it was actually Reverse Flash after all. You know, in the movie, he's like, nope, this is your fault, which, you know, it's actually Zoom's fault for going to yeah, start, to begin I've, with. But they kind of like it, – it doesn't really – they don't make it clear unless you like know a bunch of Flash. Yeah, stuff. it was all yeah. very nebulous to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think pre-crisis, uh, Dawn kills Flash's girlfriend, and that's what makes uh, Flash snap his neck, right? Yeah, like pre crisis, Flash kills him. Like, yeah. um, like he's he's from the 25th century, as I kind of jokingly mentioned, and he's like obsessed with the Flash. Like he's his inspiration. He's so obsessed that he changes his appearance to look like Barry Allen and kind of be his double. And he kind of, unless they've changed it, which they play with Flash continuity a lot. Like he duplicates the experiment and gets Flash powers, and then he becomes unhinged and just becomes totally psycho. So. You know, by changing all these events, he does become, you know, a, a paradox. He becomes unhinged in time, so he can basically do whatever he wants. And, you know, he can, you know, he says, you know, he's like, I can kill you in the womb, Barry, and it won't affect me at all. You know, even though his origin is tied to Barry's origin, he's, you know, unhinged yeah. in time. Well, yeah, I just let uh, listeners know because uh, pre. Shit, I don't even know which one. Maybe Flashpoint, maybe whatever. But for a while, the reverse Flash was Hunter Zolomon, which is a totally different character. So, yeah. So not him, not him. Thawne, it's Thawne. <laughs> well, now now that we've uh, sort of covered like what the the comic is about and whatnot, um, I guess I I just like to go into like I don't Tony, have you read the comic or? No, I have not. I have not. Okay. To read all, so I know uh, all about the DVD. Okay, well, I'm just I want to go really quickly into um me and Justin's actual thoughts about like the story itself. Like, you know, oh, yeah. um I like personally, I only picked it up because I knew the movie was coming, so I kind of wanted like, you know, I I like reading it before the movie comes, so I I I guess I have a baseline to judge the movie against. And like the first time I read it, I thought it was okay. Like I liked it and stuff, and like, I, like maybe because I'm not a big DC guy, like I didn't have to get caught up in like a lot of continuity to understand, or or like you know I wasn't like offended by anything really, or or you know things didn't make my butt hurt or whatever you know. But 
like the second like I read it this week to prepare for this podcast and I don't know like I guess I like the movie a lot better now like I like it seems like the movie improved on a lot of things and like removed a lot of extraneous characters that maybe maybe Jeff Johns was planning to write like a lot more about some of these characters or maybe some of these characters I think got like just folded into the new 52 so they were like set up for later but I don't know like I think the movie's a lot like Cleaner, I guess, or like um, streamlined. Yeah, streamlined. That's a good like uh, a good word for it. But uh, the thing I'd like to say though, like I think I feel like t- for Flashpoint, I feel like it's kind of like one more day done right, almost. <laughs> like, like I feel like like Not Flash. Me? Yeah. Well, it's like Barry makes a mistake, and maybe it's not totally his fault. Like you said, like maybe it's yeah. Zoom and stuff. But like Barry, like corrects it though like like even though you know stuff ends up getting like fucked up like anyway at the end but you know everyone like is like wakes up with all tron lines on their costumes and whatever but uh <laughs> he's not like he's not like oh maybe saving my aunt is a selfish bastard thing to do <laughs> yeah it's like but you know like i'd be totally okay if peter parker made a deal with the devil and, like, he wakes up the next day, and he's still married to Mary Jane, but his costume just has all these weird Tron lines on it now. Like, I'd be cool with that. But, like, I feel like, you know, in one more day, like, pretty much, like, Peter failed. And, like, he, he made this terrible choice, and he never got a chance to correct it. And it, it just got magicked away. But I feel like Barry actually has the chance, and he does, like, make, make things right in the end. And Like, he, sa- he has to sacrifice his mother, pretty much, like, to do it. And, you know, he, he still kind of gets, like, a like consolation prize, I guess, in which, you know, he gets to keep his memories of the alternate timeline. So he gets, like, to keep his, like, happy, like, childhood memories of his mom and stuff. But. <laughs> it's kind of like he gets offered, like, you can have this chocolate bar and I'll destroy humanity. Or I'll give you this chocolate bar with nuts and everything will stay the same. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to take the chocolate bar. <laughs> and Barry's yeah, like, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'll deal with the nuts. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty well. That's pretty much my like, like thought processes on it. I like. I'd like to hear what you thought of it, Justin. Like I, then and now. I hadn't thought of it quite like that, but it is kind of similar to One More Day. And even though he has to sacrifice his mom, and you know he brings reality kind of back together, like he still ends up not married too. like he's no longer married to iris like they i think they've only just now started to like actively date each other so i think the only person dc still married is aquaman <laughs> everyone else kind of like got divorced via you know reboot time travel of shenanigans uh, i gotcha yeah i i guess yeah that 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 is also a a consequence too but um but like as far as flashpoint like i said like when when i was reading it I think just the fact that I knew this was going to be the end of current continuity made me grumpy. Um, some of the miniseries, like I talked about, like I, I can still read those and enjoy them, but like I don't know, like as the you know as the big final, really for reals, final end to that previous continuity, like I don't, I don't think it's like a very good like you know curtain call. Like I think Infinite Crisis or uh, Crisis on Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earths was like great ending for the previous continuity. But, would like, you say like the uh, the tie-ins are like really good? Like, let me put my mind here, and I'll read them as Elseworlds titles. Uh, they're fun to read, just as like maybe kind of a time-wasting, you know, no consequences involved kind of Elseworlds thing because everything is rebooted at the end, you know. Um, yeah, it's, does that like color your perception of it now? Like, does it seem like these like matter more or matter less? I don't. I don't think they matter more, really. I think I don't know. It's just <laughs> I don't know, it yeah. still kind of makes me grumpy sometimes when I think about it. <laughs> Does it fall on me? It is what it is, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like I said on another podcast, we did get some good things out of it. I mean, uh, certain books did continue. We still have, you know, uh, All Star Western, which is a great book. We got a new Swamp Thing ongoing, which is something that was kind of carried over from previous continuity because. During brightest day, they brought back Swamp Thing, uh, which is which I thought was a great idea. Uh, Justin, let me ask you: this new book about Swamp Thing is it amazing? Swamp Thing, I really need you. <laughs> 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 
they also like tried a lot of new things. You know, they were kind of like throwing things at the wall to see what stuck. You know, stuff like voodoo we knew wasn't going to stick. But we also got like you know, <laughs> uh, Phantom Stranger ongoing and one of my favorites, uh, sort of Sorcery with Amethyst, which it only lasted like eight issues, but it was good. Which that makes me grumpy too. It's like, oh, we'll give Batwing like you know twenty eight issues or whatever, but like sort of sort of three. No, you get eight issues and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question yeah. for you guys since I haven't read any of it, and Mike's read a little bit, and Justin's read a pretty good bulk of it. Is this something you would recommend to other people, or even if you're a fan of New Fifty Two, which I think at least like it's still eight people are, um, would you? Not really. I mean, does it really matter if you read Flashpoint, or would you recommend it at least for like? No, well, hey, it was fun. Um, like for somebody that's kind of like a noob and is just kind of like wanting to get their feet wet with DC, like I would uh, recommend they kind of stay away from it until they like yeah read a <laughs> bunch of stuff. Like I don't know, you know, I know Mike doesn't read a lot of DC, so I'm kind of like wondering like what his thoughts on it would be like from that well, point. Like, I, I talk to you guys, and I know enough about DC and comic books in general to, like, understand, like, things. Like, like I don't know, like, I guess, like, I'd be, like, reading, and I'd, like, it's like, you know, it's it's the, resi- the, the resistance with Grifter. And I'm like, okay, there's Grifter, yeah, and, like, Entr- and Etrigan, and I'm like, okay, Etrigan. And then they're like, you guys, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, and Canterbury Cricket. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you lost me. Like, I'm done, yeah. But... <laughs> They didn't really fall in the whole like 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 Crisis on Infinite Earths. There's a lot of DC titles you could read after Crisis happened, and you would be okay. But there was a lot of titles that if you didn't read Crisis on Infinite Earths, you'd just be like, "What the fuck is going on?" So this doesn't really fall into that category. As a comic book fan, and like as like talking with you guys, and obviously seeing all the cartoons and stuff, like when I see like oh like it's Citizen Cold, like I was like oh, okay, so Captain Cold's like a good guy in this reality, like I get that, you know. But then it's like you know you get like the characters like the Outsider and and like uh, Blackout, and I'm like who are these guys? And I'm like why should I care? You know, Jeff Johns kind of has them like spouting their like I don't know if they were explored in like a tie-in or whatever, but. He has them like sort of spouting their like life story really quickly, like to Cyborg. The Outsider's like, ah, yes, like blackout. Like I've been trying to like kill you and take you to India and use your your energy as like a clean source of energy and whatnot. And Blackout's all like, no, man, don't do that. And like then that's pretty much. I'm like, okay, well, I guess you know that that's sort of an explanation, but like you know. You don't get, like, a good build-up with, like, Captain Boomerang and Captain Boomerang Jr., like, during that whole event. Or, like, Element Woman. I'm like, what is she, like, a girl metamorpho? And I'm like, why is she, like, crazy or, like, like I don't know what the hell's wrong with her, but, like... You know, I, I kind of noticed, like, when I was taking notes, I was like, you know, I just kind of realized they left her out of the movie, which makes sense. It seems like they... I, I think for a while there was a buzz about building her up. And she's been in a few, like, random issues of Justice League, but they haven't really did anything with her. Like, as far as I know, they they still haven't really fully explained, like, why she's so crazy. It's like, we'll make this uh, female metamorpho, and she'll be crazy. Why? Because it's cool! (laughs) Yeah. I I was kind of like, yeah, I was like, where does she come from, and why is she getting, like, so much screen time? I'm like, I was kind of wondering, is there more significance to this than I'm, like, trying to read into it, but... Do you like Metamorpho? Now he's back with tits. <laughs> yeah, and juice boxes. What do you What do you think, Justin? Is this a recommended thing or not so much? Mm, no, like I said, like I I would advise you to kind of stay away from it. Like I would, there are, I can think of like a, a dozen different books, miniseries, what have you, like recommend before this. Like I would put this kind of, you know lower echelon like i would put it down there with final crisis it's like okay if you want to go like crazy blue cupcakes and stuff that'll either like make you crazy or grumpy like you can read final crisis and flashpoint yeah i I was gonna agree with justin like if you especially if you're not very like used to comics in general like and, and used to like all this information being thrown at you and you're expected to like just digest it more or less or take it and move on or whatever but it's kind of like mike mentioned the outsider it's like well 
you know, previous continuity, the outsider was Alfred because for a while Alfred was dead, but then he turned out to be the outsider who was a bad guy that was torturing Batman and Robin. And then now he's someone different. But now in New 52, from, you know, Earth 3 where everyone's evil, Alfred is evil <laughs> and he's the outsider. So it's like, you know, that way lies madness. Like, it's so much to explain. If you, if it's crazy. I, I, I'm seeing more and more why Derek didn't want to be on this podcast. Nori, Derek, well, well I, I'm I'm not as big a DC fan as Derek, but I'm a bigger DC fan than you and Justin, which is totally fine. You know, everybody likes their comics. But from the way you describe it, I don't know if I'd be as vehement about it as Mike, but I would probably be like Justin. I would probably be grumpy slash grumpier because I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I know, like, I guess the equivalent with Marvel is, like, if you told me, like, and it sort of happened, like, in a, on a much minor, smaller scale. But if you told me that, like, Age of Ultron, like, uh, coming out the end of the Age of Age of Ultron, like, Marvel was going to reboot its continuity instead of just whatever, they, they, like, they broke the timeline or some, like, nebulous shit that no one understands or can explain. Like, if you told me it was going to be, like, a reboot like this, I'd be kind of pissed off. So, yeah, I can definitely, like, empathize, like, with that feeling. My memories are changing. Realigning with this new history Thon's created. Soon I'll forget my timeline and everyone in it. My wife, your son. We're getting that world back. <laughs> How? <sighs> we try again. Let's move on to the uh, better for public consumption version of this story, I'd say. <laughs> the bite-sized yeah, which... version. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Justice yeah. League, the Flashpoint Paradox. Uh, when was this released? Like, when we're recording... We're recording this, obviously, way in advance, so... I by the time this... Middle of 2013? Yeah, some like in the summer of 2013, or towards the end? I, I forgot, actually. But... I, I think that's right. Yeah, okay. Well, like, somewhere in the distant past, this movie was released. Uh, I forgot now. I should have looked it up. I, was this, like, the swan song for, like, Bruce Tim as far as him being in charge of these, like, DTVs? I think it was this one. I'm not sure, though. I don't know. I, I want to say either this or he might have had minor dealings with The Dark Knight Returns, maybe. I don't think he did, though. Yeah, I don't know. One of those, but in whatever case, yeah. Uh, it, it was something like that. I think, like, because I, I think that, that, like, Justice League War, which follows this one up, is kind of like, I guess, the beginning of a new, like, series of DTVs, I guess. So, like, I, I feel like Flashpoint was the last one that, like, Bruce Tim had his finger in or whatever. But The last one. Yeah. I, I will say, I'll jump in before Justin on this one, because unlike the comics, I actually watched this. And I'm going to go ahead and throw the elephant in the fucking room because a lot of people have uh, complained about it. And I'll say it right now. Um, the violence did not really fucking bother me. It, it it was very violent. Like they, it's a PG-13 rated movie, and they really like stretch that. Like, yeah, they get, I, I, I'm kind of like contrary to Tony. Like it kind of bothered me. Like. I was, like, I don't know if I was bothered, but I was, I, maybe I was, like, off-put a little. Like, I was like, wow, this is really, like, 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 I don't yeah. know. It's not, it's not something I would show kids, basically. Yeah, I mean, no. it's, like, gratuitous. It's, like, did we need to see, like, Mara's severed head? Do we need to see Ocean Master get a headshot? You know, Grifter. Grifter had a really harsh death. I mean, <laughs> that's Mike's, like, avatar. It's, like, Grifter full of arrows. I mean, that was pretty harsh. You know, Billy Bastion oh. getting skewered like we don't see it but you hear it you know what's happening and then oh, yeah. uh, even Tom Wayne tastes like a gut shot like full on yeah there's a lot of splatters of blood yeah and a lot, lot of or or I think the most graphic thing is what's his face uh, Professor Zoom getting like a big hole in his head yeah like cause you see like the bits of brain around like the hole and whatever so I was like wow but 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 to get contrary to that you know on a contrary uh, status, I will say the animation was really good, and I don't know about the comics because like I, said, I haven't read them, but the story did suck me in. Yeah, like I I think there were a lot of good ideas in Jeff Johns like original story, and I think the movie does a good like a good job of taking like the best ideas and like putting them front and center basically. Yeah. 
you know, element I, woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like trimming all that extraneous stuff, like that weird stuff you can't explain, or that stuff that would just be, yeah, like element woman and stuff like, like, who is this bitch? Like, who is this bitch? And like, why is she crazy? Like, why do we have to, like, think <laughs> about this? I, I like the small moments. There is one point where um, Barry Allen comes, you know, he wakes up in this current nightmare. And um, the first thing is people don't know who he is as far as his role in the uh, police department. He's, like, not as high up. And the second one is, like, you know, he's like, I got to go be the Flash. And he falls down the stairs, and he meets his mom again, you know, alive. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to explain to her. Everything's wrong, and I just don't understand. I just feel like there's something not right. And she's just like, it's okay, Barry. I know you're gay. And he's like, no, what? No. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. The one thing I wanted to say about the violence was uh, it like there's a difference, I think, between action and violence, like sort of like. Mm. Yeah. Like I think I think it's cool when like Cyborg was like shooting it out with all the Atlantean tanks and stuff and like you know that was a really cool scene. But then like when Aquaman like starts tearing into him and like ripping off his arm and stuff, then I'm like okay okay like move on like yeah. okay he's like he's down like you don't have to like go that far. Or even like when Flash is taking a beating from like Zoom and like it goes on forever. Yeah. Like yeah. like he he break he stabs Flash in the leg and then he just starts beating a shit out of him and it just keeps it keeps cutting back to them and I'm like okay like move on to the next scene but the next scene is just like zoom like beating up Flash in a different way kind of I, I think it's all about story progression because like uh, when Lex is on his boat with uh, all his superhumans and stuff and Aquaman comes in and he like and you're talking about Ocean Master yeah that was very gratuitous and all that but at the same time for that scene, it really fit because they're showing that Aquaman's not Aquaman. He's like a you know fucking evil killer. I don't know. I guess I just like I like I said I I was off put by um, cutting Aquaman's arm off. That was a little bit much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I guess you know I, that was like Superman's like big moment. I guess so. I guess that was okay. But like you know he's like he's like hey I finally like made it back here. How you doing, Cyborg? Oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. I totally went to Taco Bell. My bad. They kept saying, you're our friend. And I was like there for like three days. <laughs> I don't know. But you're right, though, Tony, like when you said that it adds like a sort of certain sense of like, you know, like gra like sucking you in. Like it adds like a real sense of urgency and like gravity to the situation and stuff. And, you know, I, I do like I've said on this podcast before, I, I love it. Like when they do an episode of a show or a movie like this where it's an alternate reality and everyone gets axed and stuff like, you know, it's it's very grim. And it's like, you know, you don't know who's going to die all of a sudden. And like it's it, it just yeah, it is very gripping. Yeah, I mean, I, lo I love Slade. I love Deathstroke the Terminator. And he's fighting his ass off for, like, you know, a few seconds. He gets a few moments to shine, but then he gets killed. And I'm like, you know, the the fanboy me is like, no! But at the same time, you know, the guy watching this movie is like, they just fucking killed Deathstroke, you know? In a way, it seems like it was already, like, written with this movie in mind, you know, because they'll do these, you know, Superman or Batman Straight to video films, and then they'll do one that's like Justice League, whatever. Or it'll be like Batman, Superman, you know, Apocalypse, and you'll get like, you know, Supergirl as like a central character. It seems like this one was already written in mind with, you know, translating it because it's like Flash is a main character. It's like, you know, all the story reasons and all the impetus for, you know, everything is central to him, but it's like, who does he tag along with? Or who tags Batman, on with Batman? Batman. Yeah. You know, it's not our Batman, but still, it's like it's Batman. It's, so it's like, a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, well, yeah. but, but I mean, I, I will say this though, Justin. I mean, that was kind of nice though. It was like, as Mike said, it was cloaked underneath the Justice League banner, and you know, oh, it's the Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. But this, this really was a Flash story, which at least that was nice. I've always thought that out of, like, all the, the main, like, DC heroes, like, aside from, like, Batman, obviously, like, Flash is the one who who is most, like, media-friendly, I guess. Like, people, people, like, understand his powers, and there's enough room for, like, stretching what his powers can do and stuff. And, like, also, he's, like, you know, he's... 
I think he's like a relatable guy, whether it be Barry Allen or Wally West or, you know, whoever else you want to throw. Like, I, I don't want to say, like, they're interchangeable or whatever, but, you know, like, Barry Allen as, as a police investigator, you know, you get that, and Wally West is, like, a funny, goofy guy, so you can relate to that, too. And, you know, like... I will, I will the voice acting this kind of threw me a little bit. Uh, who played Barry Allen? Oh, um, I forgot. I should have written it down or something. Who played Batman? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me. What do you call? It? I've got the DVD like somewhere. Like at the very I, I, least, I can do is like reach over to my drawer and like pull the DVD out. Hang on. Yeah. Well, no. All I was gonna say is like Flash and Batman were actually very good. I enjoyed Thomas Wayne. Yeah, Batman had to be there, but he was very enjoyable. I like your style, Batman. A pity we never teamed up when the world still existed. Batman and Grifter, the boy idiot. I, I think, to me, though, Aquaman and Wonder Woman could have been better casted. They they kind of seem very over the top, which I understand yeah. the story, but they were just like, you know, I am Aquaman, I'm so pissed because you cock-blocked me, and she's all like, I cock-blocked you because you're a dick, and it was just like... You know, they they were very stilted. I didn't like their delivery. Uh, Justin Chambers is Flash. He wasn't bad. I liked him. Yeah, and uh, C. Thomas Howell was uh, Zoom. Uh, Michael yeah, B. Jordan is yeah. Michael B. Jordan is Cyborg, and uh, Kevin that. McKidd is Batman or Thomas Wayne. A lot of like a lot of like names ever. C. Thomas Howell. I know who he is. Yeah. Well, I, I like. I didn't like Aquaman's design. Like he, he kind of like I don't know. He for lack, yeah, for, for lack of better words, like he, he kind of looked like a meathead or something. Like I don't. Even at the beginning, it's like at the Flash Museum, and you know the Justice League show up. The first thing I noticed, I was like, wow, like Aquaman is. He looks like he's on roids, like really, really fast. <laughs> it was. It was like they were making like very streamlined, very. uh realistic looking characters and they're like let's just use brave and the bold aquaman that'll be fine <laughs> or not even he looked like like jake Busey or something <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as moments that were really good i really really did enjoy like the first like 10 12 minutes whereas flash and the justice league working to like beat uh thon's plan because that was good, like, Green Lantern. Nathan Fillion was in there for five goddamn seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I really like Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan. He gives, he, I think, like, he gives a real, like, uh, I don't want to say gravitas, but, like, he just, like, I don't know, he fits, like, Hal Jordan. He, he could be a smartass, but when he's a smartass, you, you still feel Green Lantern, you know? Or I guess he should, I should say he, he gives Hal Jordan a lot of charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna hear Tal talk, basically? I, yeah, I know. I'm like, you know, I know, right? <laughs> I I think part of that is because you know Malcolm from uh, Firefly is kind of similar, at least I think to how Jordan is. Like they're both kind of like loudmouth. They have you know both kind of like uh, how do I put this? They like to chase women. You know, they'll come up with like the most insane, stupid plan. Like just like you know, just like the just instantly, and they have to go with it. And everyone else is like. Well, okay, I guess we'll do this. You know, guys like Barry or whoever are just kind of like, okay, I guess I'm going for the ride. But I, there, there, well, there was a – I don't know if you read it, Justin, but there was like for a long time uh, Green Lantern and uh, Green Arrow, I think it was late 70s, early 80s. They teamed up a lot, and it was like hard-living heroes or something like that, and they went on yeah, the road a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was good stuff. And that's kind of like Nathan Fillion. You know, he's a hard-living hero, you know. He's like <laughs> – he he looks like a washed up, you know, fighter jock who still has like the goods, but he he's kind of, you know, a little bit of a a, a jerk ass, but he's got a good heart, you know. What I was going to ask like, what did you think Justin like of like sort of like the the add-ins and like a like I guess amendments made like to the story like like Captain Adam's involvement? That that didn't really bother me. I kind of wish Derek was here cuz he could pro he's a big Captain Adam fan and he could, you know, pontificate about it a little bit, but um like the the beginning sequence, like where the Justice League shows up to help Flash, like I think it's a nice sequence. But as a big Flash fan, in my head, I'm like, well, Flash could have took these guys out by himself. Yeah, <laughs> I was that's like, true. You know, he didn't need. It's like, who's the first guy you see come in to save Flash? It's Batman. It's like, oh <laughs> man, like you yeah. didn't. You didn't need that, but like some and stuff, like they they all like stand there like slack jawed, like oh no, it's Batman, you know. 
Um, some of the changes, you know, like you said, were for the better, like taking out Element Woman. That was good. Uh, simplifying the origin of the conflict between Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I thought that worked for the best because in the comics it's kind of contrived. It's like all these alliances and all this other kind of backstabbing and back dealing. It's kind of like, well, I kind of like for a while I was like uncertain as to what happened. But like in the movie, it's just very straightforward. Like Mara wanted to kill uh, Wonder Woman because they had this, you know, alliance where Aquaman had to like marry Wonder Woman. She was jealous. Like that's a lot more straightforward than just, you know, back dealing politics between two like, you know, nations or whatever. Then like like I mentioned before, like some of the you know, the impetus for like the change of like, you know, Barry's mom and all that, like I kinda of felt like they left that a little too vague in the movie. It's like you don't know like I said, yeah. you know, it's just it's like flashes at his his mom's grave and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna save my mom and he goes and changes it. Whereas that in was, the comic, it's it's a zoom that kind of does that. Yeah, like that was one of the weaker parts of the movie. I think is like they don't actually like like they tell you, but they don't show you yeah. like that what what happened. Like I think it would have been like nicer if maybe like you know after like Bat like he, Flash runs off right before like the title comes up and you know Batman's like, are you all right? And Flash is like, yeah, I can run this off. And he runs off. And after the title sequence, like he wakes up in the Flashpoint world. Like, maybe it would have been better if they showed, like, him maybe, like, at his mom's grave again and, like, you know, thinking about stuff and then, you know, he just takes off into, like, the time stream or something or or oh, shown some kind of flashback to it. Like, when... Or, when when like, during the credits, it could have been, like, you know, like, you know, like, his mom being like, Barry, you know, I miss you, and him being like, Mom, no, and then, like, you know, like, I'll save you, and then, like, you know, a big flash or something like that. Yeah, or just anything to indicate that something had gone wrong or, or, you know, I don't know. I guess they were trying to keep the the twist, like, under wraps that, you know, it was Barry's fault that it was like this. But, you know, they could have made it clearer that it was like, you know, like you said in the comic, that Zoom had more to do with it or, you know... And I, I guess they kind of removed because they probably think that, you know, like, audiences will think a cosmic treadmill is dumb. You know? So, <laughs> you know, they just have Flash do it himself without the aid of the cosmic treadmill. But, you know. Well, I, mean, I don't know about the comic, but um, I was curious about this because, again, since we, we were talking about Batman being so heavily featured in this, did the comic <clears throat> event end with Batman, Thomas Wayne shooting Thawne in the head, or was it actually more of a... Flash and Thawn thing. Um, in the comic, he gets stabbed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman just comes up behind him and like runs him through with, I guess, Wonder Woman's yeah. sword. I yeah. think. Yeah. He he stabs yeah. with Wonder Woman's sword instead of like shooting him in the head or whatever. Just like fucking killing him outright. Okay. On, as far as graphic violence, that was pretty fucking graphic. I guess I guess that's like I guess that makes a little more sense of him shooting him. I don't know, like I, like you know, the, Eobard Thorne is like you know I win, like I'm I'm totally awesome, like you can't ever beat me, blah blah blah, and then he goes, choded, like you know, <laughs> bat choded, you know. I will I will say though, this did make Reverse Flash a pretty big fucking player to people who don't know him though. Yeah, like you know, he's pretty much you know Flash's Venom, pretty much. So I mean. You know, uh, he should be a big deal. Yeah. Oh, no, he should be, but, I mean, like, the comic fans, even you guys who are not as big DC fans, know he's a big deal, but, like, to the regular, like, video viewers, they're like, oh, Flash's villains suck, Captain Cold, blah, 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 and they see this, and they're like, oh, shit, that guy's fucking evil, you know? Yeah, it's, like, I guess, yeah, like, they, at least they, I don't know, you you know, like, today's, today's youth or whatever, (laughs) Today's audience, like, they're like, Flash's villains are lame. The top? Like, who the hell is that? Like, Captain Boomerang? And, like, you know, there's there's not a lot of appreciation or, like, you know, for stuff like that anymore. And, you know, I, I guess, yeah, they had I mean, to... Ex- I love them. Me and Derek both love them. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I think those guys are cool. But, like, I can see why, like, they think they would think audiences would not or younger audiences maybe would not like take it too seriously. But yeah, I, I will say this is this, it, as far as this movie goes, there's a lot of action movies and there's a lot of, uh, rock'em sock'em movies that come out every year. If you like superheroes and you like a story that's not badly to- told, 
It's not greatly told. I mean, it's not like fucking War and Peace, but you can follow it and it makes sense. It's it's fun, and there's a lot of fucking fights, like a lot of people kicking each other's ass. I I still recommend it. I think it's really good. The action and the animation is like stupendous. Like the the fight scenes are great. Like speaking of like extended scenes, like I really loved that like fight scene between like Deathstroke's crew and Aquaman's like troops. That was like yeah. much improved from the comic, where it's just like yeah. it's two pages literally in the comic where Deathstroke's in his like pirate gear. Which sadly did not make, survive the transition to animation. Deathstroke is yeah, a pirate, like gray and black outfit. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's got his classic outfit in the t, in the animated version. But that that like you know they they the Aquaman's guys jump onto the boat and Aquaman's like Ocean Master, no survivors, and Slade's just sitting there like peeing his pants and dies. You know, but this time like you know he got to do some stuff and. I really liked, like, even though it might not make any sense, like, you know, like, Black Manta being on Aquaman's team, and then you got, like, the two Aqualads there and Aqua Girl. Like, I thought that was all, like, a nice expansion of his forces and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that uh, because, uh, you know, I'm a big Aquaman fan, so when that sequence was animated, I was like, I was like, ooh, Aqua Girl. I was like, ooh, Tempest. I was like, Calderon, Ocean Master, Black Man. I was like, man, this is great. Yeah. Black Man is kind of a beast in this for a minute too. Yeah, he, he. I think he's the one who takes out Deathstroke too. Like, yeah, he takes out Deathstroke, and he uh, he takes out Thomas Wayne for a minute before he gets. Gassed. Oh yeah, he blows a hole in like Thomas Wayne's gut. Yeah, until oh no wait no he doesn't. Um, is that I, him? I for, no no because Thomas no, Batman and Grifter yeah kill him and then Thomas Wayne gets shot or whatever. Um, my my fanboy moment. Um. For the whole DVD, and I'm just going to say this, don't give a shit, when uh, they're shooting at this guy, and he's just like, ur, 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 and it's like, fucking Clayface, and he gets oh, killed, yeah. but still, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, and uh, what do you call it, it's part of uh, Deathstroke's crew, yeah, yeah. and I like that they, they had to give, like, Steve Bloom a paycheck, so, like, Lex Luthor <laughs> shows up for, like, two seconds, and his voice by Steve smart. Bloom, yeah, so... Unfortunately, having the greatest intellect on Earth doesn't always help one do the impossible. Yeah, <laughs> Lex Luthor's last line in the whole DVD, and and seriously, guys, if you are not spending spoilers, why the fuck are you listening to this? But Lex Luthor dies, but his last line was like, well, at least I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just found it funny that he was, like, out on the open sea and he was just wearing his business suit or whatever, like, on that <laughs> boat. Yeah, but... Uh, Did you put your armor, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, at least wear a hat, man, you know? But Yeah, uh, um, I, I think probably another great scene, because um, then we're going to wrap this up really soon. I, I also did, like... I did kind of like Kal-El, because he's not really Superman in this. He's more Kal-El. He, when he just goes fucking bullshit fucking crazy and kills all the boats and stuff... Because, like, everybody always, like, I mean, me and Derek have this kind of thing where we're like, Superman is pretty badass. And everybody, like, fucking pussies him out in, like, comics and cartoons sometimes, depending on the writer, depending on the producer. But even if this was, like, Paul Dini's last gasp, he did make fucking Cal fucking take out motherfuckers, like, with a vengeance. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, I liked that, like, he sort of lost control of his heat vision and he, like, torched all those guys because, like, in the comic, like, he just sort of shoots one of the guards' arms off and he was like, oh, no, and he flies off. And that's, like, <laughs> that's like the end of him until the end where, and then he, like, later he just jumps down into the middle of the fight between Aquaman and Wonder Woman and then they have, like, a slap fight and then, like, it's the end of it, basically. But It is another... Another uh, version of the uh, DVD actually being better than the comic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like he sort of in the DVD, he sort of shows up like too late to do anything. But at least he he dis like he 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 shoots Aquaman's arm off. He should have been like, "You've been disarmed." Or something. <laughs> it's like my first joke. Like, no, I don't <laughs> Your know. Your arm's not my friend. Like yeah. I said, it's not really. I don't, Justin. I don't. I don't think personally. I don't think it's any better or worse than like him in the comic or whatever. But do you think anything about that? What about Superman's? Yeah, like what Superman's role is in the whole thing and what he, or in the in the end fight. Like I don't. I don't think he does anything except jumps down and like starts like slapping them or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems kind of 
in the comic and in the movie, it seemed like it was just kind of like a thing they needed to answer and throw in there. It's like, well, what about Superman? Well, he was, you know, captured and experimented on and held captive and all this stuff. It's like you probably could have cut that out and you wouldn't even notice the difference, I think. They, they, yeah. they kind of outpogged him. It's like, remember Superman? He was here. He's back now. <laughs> yeah. No, one one moment of another moment of extreme like violence and gore that was a little off putting, but I I just thought it was it was it was a cool like scene was when Wonder Woman kills Steve Trevor and like like for people like who aren't familiar with Wonder Woman, it's pretty much like Superman killing Lois Lane. So like it, that, that it, actually that actually did make me uncomfortable too. I was yeah, it, it's a very graphic scene, but I don't know. It's it's <laughs> some it was like. The, the graphicness like was unsettling and it worked for that scene I think basically yeah. like she gives no shits about this guy yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. I, I think oh. that like Tony Tony was saying earlier like that that is a good example of showing the extreme difference in the timelines yeah definitely like then that happened like early on so like it, it was kind of like whoa something if you're familiar with Wonder Woman at all you're sort of like whoa something is seriously wrong here like yeah but uh, I, um, I guess the other slightly not as big elephant in the room because depending on who you are, you didn't notice this. But as Mike and Justin have both said, this is leading into the new 52. Uh, do, do you think casual viewers, like I know we did, but do you think casual viewers noticed the uh, costume change at the end between Batman and Flash? They didn't, yeah, they didn't really make that very, like, clear. I think that was just a fanboy nod pretty much that, like, you know, that something has changed, but, like, not not a whole lot, but yeah, Flash you know. is more evident. Super uh, Batman, not as much. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he wakes he wakes up with all crazy Tron lines like on his costume. <laughs> He's like, "What kind of world have I come back to?" <laughs> Which those that design wasn't even carried over into Justice League War at all. No, it was yeah, that was kind of odd. Yeah, and he like he goes to see Batman. He was like, "Your black underpants, they're gone. <laughs> no, what have I done?" I, I will say. As far as this movie goes, um, that little moment with Flash and Bruce when he gives him the note, and like Bruce gets a little teary eyed. I didn't cry, but it did give me a little like you know like, oh fuck, that's goddamn sweet, damn it. Yeah, like I think that's an effective moment in both the comic and the the DVD and. Yeah. And I think, like I said earlier, like, I think this movie did a good job of taking, like, the best ideas from, like, Jeff John's, like, concept and, like, animating them, basically. And uh, the the one last thing I want to say that's, like, kind of funny is, like, I watched the movie with the commentary on, and I like that the, 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 the guys are, like, I think it was, like, James Tucker and, like, uh, who else? Let me see. I've got the DVD right here who the commentary was. Uh, the the um, oh, Jeff Johns and uh, James Tucker and uh, the director, Jay Olivia, and uh, one of the screenwriters, uh, Jim Krieg. But uh, they, they kind of say, like, you know, oh, we, we couldn't wait to, like, show uh, Jim Lee this movie. And, like, so we could see, like, Grifter, like, animated and all cool and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you, like, Jim Lee enjoyed it very much when Grifter got, like, shot full of arrows and killed. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Hey Jim Lee, remember this guy you made? Totally killed him. Awesome. He totally did. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that's that's pretty much. I, like, I'd I'd recommend the movie to people. Like anyone who is a fan of comics and has a general like knowledge of DC or like you know DC comics and whatnot. Like, I'd watch the movie. I I don't know if I can recommend the comic story unless you have more than like a passing familiarity with the comics. But I can definitely recommend the movie. Yeah, I'd say if you're going to sit down and watch, like, an animated movie, especially, like, DTV, I think Flashpoint is probably probably in my, like, top five or six. I mean, I, I love Under the Red Hood. I like The Dark Knight uh, Returns. Those are all really good movies. But uh, Flashpoint really did not disappoint me. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Justin, yeah. any closing thoughts? Yeah, the the comics, like I said, I would not recommend those. the The movie, like I I would recommend it if you know, like you guys said, if you have passing journal knowledge of DC or you just like comic movies in general. But like I, I wouldn't show it to kids. Like I I wouldn't show it to my nephews at all. Like, yeah, this is not a kids movie. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, it it really pushes the border of that like PG thirteen rating. I'd say. Yeah. 
it's almost like ant, like some kind of jap, like anime or something in terms of how violent it is. But yeah, I, I, there's some people who toss around the like term horror porn or murder porn. It, it's kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not quite, okay. but close. I wish uh, someone would have filled Saji Crossroads with arrows instead of Grifter. <laughs> Please don't! <laughs> Mike's like, I would totally have been cool if they killed a Canterbury Cricket. What the fuck was he about? <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm kind of like, you know, they can show, like, Steve Trevor choked to death on his own blood, but they can't show Billy Batson get stabbed, you know? So, like, they, they had some... That was the line, I guess. They couldn't show, like, a kid get killed. But. Which is kind of weird because they showed you, like, little... Bruce Wayne's dead body with the But that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're just, you know, like, all that happened with the, the Shazam kids is like, I'm holding you up, and now you're in a coma. That's what we're going to go with. I guess you can't show the deed. You can only show the aftermath. <laughs> Actually, at the end of the movie, it was an edited scene. It's Cyborg completely rebuilt, running up to a Flash. He's, going, he's saying, like, hey, the Shazam kids are going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I everyone. See, I can see their parachutes. Hey everyone, Billy's gonna be okay. Yo, Joe. <laughs> and then they all get consumed by like a nuclear explosion. <laughs> As you say in this era, totally worth it. All right, I think I think we've reached the end of our Flashpoint show. But first, we must do our usual awesome things of the week. So I will pass it over to Justin. All right, I got two things really quick. Uh, the first one is I've been watching. Uh, Again, another old 60s TV show because I love them a lot. I've been watching The Wild Wild West Season 1, and I'm not a big fan of, like, westerns. I mean, I guess I kind of should be because I love history so much, but that's kind of a genre I've just never paid a lot of attention to until, like, the last couple of years I've been watching some westerns. But um, it's really good, and it's not even really exactly a western. It's more of, like, a kind of a, you know, espionage uh thing that just happens to be set in the Old West, like during the rain, during the time of President Grant. But I've been enjoying it. There's been a lot of really cool guest stars, like uh, Martin Landau was on an episode as kind of this crazy colonel. You know, it's like every every episode has some kind of like crazy person with a crazy plan, and it's usually something <laughs> kind of like steampunk. Like there is one where this guy has a formula that like accelerates them through time, like like they would be the Flash and everyone would be standing still kind of. Like I thought that one was really bizarre. Um my second thing is I've been watching this uh, miniseries on BBC America called Fleming, The Man Who Would Be Bond. And it's a four-episode miniseries about uh, Ian Fleming, who created James Bond. And it's kind of about his life, you know, right before World War II and some of the actions he took during World War II. And I know a little bit about his life, but not a lot, so I'm kind of wondering if some of these, you know, tales uh, – that are being shown on TV aren't like extremely sensationalized or or not. But like I haven't read up, I haven't read up on his life a whole lot. But regardless, like it's been a really fun miniseries. I liked it quite a bit. That's cool. Yeah, like I'm interested in uh, what do you call like uh, Ian Fleming and like yeah, like how much of Bond like he actually like drew from like real life experience and stuff. That's kind of cool. There, there's a funny moment where like he uh, Ian's at a bar and. You know, James Bond thing is that he go you know he has you know vodka martini shaken not stirred and he goes into this bar and he orders vodka martini uh, shaken not stirred with a slice of the lemon peel and all this and the bartender just kind of looks at him and he's like we got beer <laughs> <laughs> beer coffee beer c o b e b e e that's good. All right, Tony, what about you? Um, I've got uh, two things this week. Anybody who's a fan of Power Rangers, uh, Megaforce, yeah, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm totally going to get it. Um, Super Megaforce is about to come out soon, or may have already been airing, I'm not sure. <clears throat> but if you like Gokiger, they they are going to either have released or going to release soon. I think it's already out in stores at Toys R Us and stuff. You can get the uh, Gokiger 
like Super Megazord <clears throat> or Legendary Megazord, I think is what it's being called. It's it's the uh, Go Kiger like airship with all the little like various bits and pieces and stuff. Not quite as good as the J- Japan version, I will admit that. But if you like Go Kiger and you're like, hey, I want something different, then totally go for that. My second one, gonna gonna reiterate this, even though you've probably been listening to Mobile Suit Mondays, which you really should be listening to. Because it's a really great show, and it should at least have the first two or three episodes out by the time this airs. Um, Gundam Build Fighters is really fucking fun. It's ridiculously fun. It is a show that, like, I got out of Gundam for a while, and I've been watching it on my own after we've actually done reviews about it. Uh, reviews forthcoming or already been heard at this point. And it's it's really, really fun. It's just silly slash too serious for its own good. You'll hear the reviews, hopefully, before this is out. Uh, yeah, totally look at Gun to Build Fighters. It's on YouTube. You can look it up really easily. It's, it's For a, free! For free! And I know Mike would get me on that one as far as getting my back on that. So Yeah, I, I really like that show. I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, what do you call it? And you don't have to take it, yeah, like too seriously, but Gumpla Battle is serious business. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> totally. So yeah, those are my two things. Well, my thing will be really quick, and by the time this episode airs, these might already be out, but when we're recording this, it's the weekend of Toy Fair 2014, and like today they revealed a bunch of new like Transformers stuff and a couple like new Marvel things I'm excited about. Like Finally, like the, the Death's Head figure for like the Marvel Universe size is coming out, so like I'm I'm excited for that. And also like uh, like they showed some of the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel Legends and uh thankfully like they had rumored like a Nova figure was coming and thankfully it's like Nova Prime, like Richard Ryder and not like stupid, you know, new Nova. Like I, I was I was joking to Derek, like, Go, oh, thank God they picked the Nova people care about, you know, basically. So like not not that I hate like new Nova, but you know, there's no comparison when you you know to like the the real Nova. And I'm sure Brian's really excited for that too, but but by the time that this this podcast actually airs, maybe we'll already own him. So you know, but and also, like I said, the Transformers things, like a new a new Roadbuster, a new Nightbeat, all that stuff looks awesome. So like, I can't wait for that stuff to come out. Yeah, like um, I on the show, like Mike was like, "Hey, see the toy for big? Oh no, I haven't. Okay, well look at them later. We're gonna do the show. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, I, I guess that's it. Uh, that's the end of our Flashpoint episode. So, uh, you know, hopefully by the time this airs, uh, DC won't have rebooted their continuity again. So, uh, this is Mike signing off. This is Justin. This is Tony, and if your Batman has red eyes, he's probably his dad. <laughs> yep. Peace! Clear eyes is awesome. <laughs> but I'm not hard of hearing.